Welcome back, folks, to episode 15 of the Mighty Thor Podcast. As is always so far the case, we are a dual host podcast. I am one half of the, what we affectionately call the coast, short for co-host, and my other coast... Terry, that's me. ...is Terry. Now, we do want to tell everybody up front that, a couple things, the Mighty Thor podcast is a bi-weekly podcast wherein we discuss Marvel Comics character Thor. We have been discussing the Journey into Mystery books and the ongoing volume. In discussing these things, we also are a spoiler podcast. That might not be that big a deal for the Journey into Mysteries. They're, say, 40 years old, 50. Now, the new issue of the latest volume, yeah, that could pose a problem. Every other episode will be discussing the newest issue, so um, we'll tell everybody at the top of the show what the books are going to be, and the books for this episode are Journey into Mystery issues 114 and 115, and then the current volume of Thor issue 619. So the 619 book will be the, the last of the three books we talk about, so you guys listening, um, we'll, we'll basically announce when we get into each book, and so you'll know that way if you want to cut it off and save it or not listen to or however you want to handle it so you're not spoiled, but uh, do want to let folks know up front, maybe haven't been too good at that with past shows, but going to try to make that change. Got some feedback this, this episode also. First one here comes from Mark. It was a comment he left on the About page of the website. Mark says, Great podcast, guys. Just getting back into comics after many years, and I'm amazed the amount of info out there on my favorite mags. Keep up the good work. All right. Well, thanks, Mark. Appreciate that. Hope you're still listening. I hope you're hanging in there with us as we've encountered some uh, near plague sickness and some technical issues that have kind of delayed. Near plague. Well, that's what it felt like at the time. You're I such, think you're I such even a man. had I even had black bumps. You're such a man. What was I talking about before you laughed at me? Difficulties. Oh, You'll yeah, have, he's yeah, still listening because we've had difficulties and We're a little bit and... a little bit farther behind on shows. We you know, we would have liked to have released probably a couple shows up to now since the last one. But as it is, we've got things set up for and working hopefully for this episode. And we uh, also have three mini series. Uh, that have completed, and each miniseries we're going to do what we will call a special episode. And it'll just, it'll, we'll, we'll label them special episode one, first thunder, let's say. I'm not sure which one it'll be, but, uh, special episode two from Asgard. Special episode two. So the special episodes will be labeled numerically as we continue doing them, but also part of the title of the episode will be whatever the miniseries, or if we, decide to do a one-shot by itself or something like that so that you guys know when it comes through on your feed, you can see automatically what it is we're going to be talking about. Again, so that, oh, man, I haven't read that first Thunder. I, I'm, 
you know, I was waiting to get the trade. And you know to just set that file aside, and when you get a chance, you can come back and listen to it. So, all right. Um, another piece of feedback for the show comes from Ben Frank. He sent us an email. Little, little longer one here, guys, so strap in for us, hang on for us. He starts, hey, I really like your podcast, just giving you some feedback like you guys always ask for. I think you guys are doing really great thus far, and to help you improve your podcast, I have a few helpful suggestions. Be more descriptive about the art. Now, I know this has been mentioned before, but it seems to only have changed slightly. you got to remember that even though you have some listeners like Way, we haven't heard from Wayne. No, in a we while. haven't heard from Wayne in a while. You still out there, Wayne? Hey, Wayne. Yeah, if you get a chance, man, send us send us some more feedback. We've been kind of digging yours with the explanations of the cosmological things and stuff. That's that's cool stuff. Um, like Wayne, who have read and seen the Journey into Mystery comics, but you also have listeners like myself who have never heard of Thor until the Ultimate Avengers movie came out. I believe that was an animated movie here recently. So I have not. Had, I, so I don't have much of a clue as to what the art is like. Typically, you two tend to focus on a panel that is either really good or really bad. If you could be more descriptive about the art, that would be majorly helpful to people like myself who haven't seen the comics and probably won't see them anytime soon. Okay, a couple quick things. Uh, one, Terry and I will try to be more uh, descriptive, more talkative about the art as a whole rather than just art that really stands out or that we have a problem with, which you're right, that's typically what we do. We find, you know, in, in a book, we'll find something on occasion that is an extreme force we really like or really don't like, and we talk about it, but not really anything in between, which there's a whole lot in between. The other thing, uh, Marvel just put out a fifth volume of Marvel Essentials Thor. Now, this gives you an opportunity to actually read them. It's about, what, what did I find out, baby? It was like, 25 books for 20 bucks mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Less than a buck a book. But they're all in black and white. Now that, you know, if there is a drawback, that would be the, the drawback. You don't have the color. But you do have the pencils. You can see the art. And they start with Thor's first appearance of Journey into Mystery and proceed chronologically. So with issue, with the, yeah, with issue five of that book, they are into the one... 40 somewhere of Thor when, when it went over to Thor's name. Uh, and like I said, Volume 5 just now came out. Um, continuing on with the, with the email here, perhaps a run-through might be helpful. I've noticed that a lot of your podcasts, you both seem to lose your place a lot or come across a problem, uh, such as where Thor goes when he's not around. Thought it Though it's nice to have thought-provoking questions like that, it might just be helpful to practice or perhaps write down the info uh, about what you're going to talk about or anything. Um, yeah, in a way, that's a good point. Um, it's, for me, it's kind of hard to do because a lot of times the thought doesn't come until I open my mouth for some reason. And and the thoughts seem to flow a lot better with my mouth open than with it closed in a piece of paper and a, and a pencil, which I've tried to do before. Because um, we, we do read these. We refresh ourselves right before we start. And, and, and read them. And we have sat and talked about the books as we've read them before we actually do anything. But still, sometimes some of these things just don't pop into your head until for some reason you're recording. And then it's like all of a sudden you're having these epiphanies 
about all this stuff. Yeah. And and there it comes. You're you're in a in a frame of mind that day for a particular reason, and so. Just consider yourself sitting in the room with us. So, button nose <laughs> is a bigger issue one day than it is another day, or mm-hmm. stuff. So. Okay, uh, continuing on here, special podcast, which I indicated at the top of the show we, we have planned. Perhaps on some of the weeks when a Mighty Thor podcast is not being released, you two can release specials. Some thoughts from me for specials would be podcasts that focus more on Ed and Terry. Like, are you two dating or married? Actually, we're married. We are going to celebrate our one-month anniversary next Monday. And next Monday is kind of a cool day to do that for all of you that glance quickly at the calendar. Um, or even what other podcasts you're a part of and what they're about. Perhaps if another comic has something important in an upcoming book, like uh, the Avengers one that was released before the Hulk versus Thor Journey to Mystery. We talked about that was like Avengers 4, Avengers 5. So that way your listeners will at least be able to get what is going on and our coasts, too. See, he has listened. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you can throw in the tales of Asgard books in here so people can learn more about Asgard. Perhaps you can just give your opinion on something Thor-related that has already come out, like the Ultimate Avengers movie or the Hulk versus Thor movie. I believe that was also another animated feature. Or anything else that might have come out, uh, perhaps more about the upcoming Thor movie. Uh, a lot of good ideas in there. Um, I don't think we really want to necessarily get into a whole lot about us. Not that I'm, you know, secretive or anything like that. I'll tell anybody anything if they ask me. But that's just not why we sit down to do the podcast. You know, we want to talk about Thor. We want to have people ask us questions. And, you know, we want to talk about Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, at some time, you know, maybe we'll start putting out the Ed and Terry show. And then that'll be a more... Uh, day in the life kind of you know thing about us. Uh, not that we're trying to hide anything. Again, you know, if anybody wants to ask anything about us, um, you know, there has been some play between us uh, for the last little bit. And like I, you know, like I said, just so you guys know, yeah, we were recently married and we're getting ready to celebrate. Uh, well, we just celebrated three weeks. We're getting ready to celebrate a month here in a little bit. So uh, there's there's you a little bit about us. The um, Tales of Asgard and some of those other things, we have, I think, plenty of time before we actually have done enough shows that we catch up and that's all we have available is just the current thing. So who knows what we're going to come out with. We both want to, uh, we definitely want to see the Thor movie. Definitely. Uh, I think we definitely want to see the Captain America movie too. Yes. So those are both on our slate. Usually we'll wait and catch things like on DVD or pay-per-view or something like that, Netflix. But I think probably both of those movies we'll go see in the theater. I want to see it on the big screen. Relatively soon. I'm not much of an opening night fan because I don't like a whole lot of people. But we'll go probably within the first week, first weekend maybe. So, All right, research. If Thor is going to meet or be with another superhero or villain, it'd be nice to be ready with a little background information. I noticed on the Doctor Strange episode, um, episode 12 of the Thorcast, that Ed seemed to have a little bit of info about Doctor Strange, whereas Terry didn't. What could help is if you guys knew if what has happened to the hero, villain, uh, in the comic has any impact on what has happened to his or her intro or re-intro into the Thor comics. 
I wouldn't mind knowing if something happened in the Doctor Strange comic that led to the events of him meeting Thor. Uh, another another one of these things that is just a couple issues. Um, keep in mind, whenever you guys listen to these podcasts, that Terry and I come from two very different comic book worlds. Um, Terry's world is... Bright, shiny, and new. Uh, yeah, I have been reading <laughs> comics for six months. Me? Yeah. Yes. If that. Uh, what was what was the very first comic I got you to read? Was it Mouse Guard? Was Mouse Guard the first one? Yes, I do believe it was. Okay, the first volume volume of Mouse Guard mm-hmm. was was Terry's introduction into comic books, which other than Archie and Jughead and Mad Magazine when I was a kid, absolutely nothing to do with Thor. No. Uh, myself, on the other hand, I've been reading comics for 30 whatever odd years, 34, 5, 6, or something like that. So when I sit and we're talking about a character or something and I'm coming out with, you know, these, these stream of, of consciousness things, I'm remembering them, which, you know, maybe I, I sh- should try to hold back on anyways. But that is from the fact that I have been reading that long and so I have that much stored away to pull from, whereas Terry just can't. You know, six months into it, there, there's just no way. She could be reading every minute of every day for the last six months and still not have had a chance to read as many different books as I've read so far. So um, so any time, you know, you guys keep, keep that in mind, um, if you think I talk too much, you know, about stuff, then definitely please tell me. But if you if you think Terry doesn't talk enough or, or doesn't know enough, you know, again, keep in mind she's only been at it for about six months. Is that is that good? Yes. That's, okay. that, that's fine. Okay. And uh, last point here, less spoilers. Enough said. Well, we, I took care of that at the very beginning of the show, and this is mainly the reason why I've decided to, to start doing that so people know up front, and, and hopefully they're not surprised and they don't, you know, they don't frown on us because we did that. That's it for the suggestions, Ben says. Sorry they're so long, but I've had to listen to many podcasts to catch up. Some thoughts on a few comics, Gray Gargoyle. Perhaps how he survived the water in the Hudson is when his hour was done, he could change himself back to the stone state for any period of time he chose, as we found out in his second appearance, and that way he didn't need to breathe. So basically, he, like held his breath right before he changed back, decided how long he wanted to change, and touched himself and changed changed himself. Sounds kind of dirty. Um, so I, I guess that's possible. Yeah, anything's uh, possible in the comic book world. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it it's not something that sounds so goofy that I'm like, no, no, you know. So, yeah, maybe that, that could very well be. Loki, there was a comic, uh, 616, I believe, Ben says, where you have the old lady giving some food to another person. Kendra. And one of them says, the old lady says, my soup is worth eating even if the end of the world is here, or something like that. And you guys got me thinking, what if that's Loki? Because we know Loki's not dead, because in the last bit, Hela just says he's dead. Come to think of it, it is kind of confusing how Thor uh, can take a kid and turn him into a god. and Yeah, so. Uh, I think that was... Just a little bit of, of the writer maybe foreboding. Yeah, foretelling of what he was yeah, going to write about. The, this this current storyline has to do with the 
world, world eaters, eaters. Yeah. something like that. So, you know, maybe that was him just throwing a, a little bone out there, you know, to see if anybody caught it. Uh, we have come to find out that Loki was nowhere in that picture. He was a little kid who was running a, running a Monty, uh, not a Monty, running a shell game, uh, somewhere, some city somewhere, and Thor found him. Immortality. In an early issue, Thor says Odin can make Jane Foster immortal, but yet when he talks to the great gargoyle, he says it's impossible. That makes no sense. Terry, I believe you you have a pretty good explanation for this one. Well, I had read, and I tried to go back and find my reference in the end, and I could only find one reference to it back in like 99 or 100 of the Journey into Mysteries, where... So I assumed that it would be worthy, pure of heart, that kind of thing. And we all know that the, all the villains, oh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. not going to pass any kind of test yeah, like that. The great gargoyle is, yeah. yeah. Kind of, uh, which is interesting to me because I hadn't really picked up on that. But it sits very closely with the um, picking up Thor's hammer right. thing. Only those of virtue or of high virtue or something like that are able to lift the hammer. That supposedly is why Thor and Odin. Are the only two can do it. So. Yeah, they're they're real virtuous. Okay, go ahead. Well, Thor, yeah, <laughs> Thor is too. I mean, he's kind of you know. So yeah. Anyway, um, Doctor Strange. If I remember right, in the Doctor Strange issue, you attribute Thor to the mental summons, when it would make more sense if it was Doctor Strange summoning Thor to him, or perhaps anyone close by who could help, and Thor was just the closest. Sorry. Ben says, Doctor Strange is my favorite superhero, so that's why he's mentioned so much. Uh, very good point. I, I didn't think about that at the time, but yeah, it would make sense that Doctor Strange just sent out a, a call for help, and either, um, more likely just a call for help, and Thor happened to be there and run into it, mm-hmm. or he may have been the closest being of power that heard it, and was, you know, so I mean, there's... Several different scenarios as far as what kind of, like, broadcast Doctor Strange could have sent out. Being a magician, well, being the Sorcerer Supreme of, of our dimension, um, you know, he could transmit just about any kind of message, I'm sure, any number of ways. So, yeah, that, that does make make sense. Sorry for the long email, but having to wait for 14 episodes, just so what I have to say wouldn't have been already said and taken care of, is a long time to wait to give you guys feedback. I do love how you guys have cut down the intro, by the way. Sounding super good thus far. Your fan, Ben Frank. All right. Well, thanks, Ben. That was a lot of helpful information, input and stuff to think about, and places to go, and, and then the, the uh, good stuff there at the end, the, the you know, calling in three or four different stories that, uh, that we've all gone over and everything. So that was that was some good stuff. We thank you a lot for that bit of feedback there. All right, guys, moving into the first book that we've got lined up here. It is Journey into Mystery, issue 114. On the cover, we've got Thor battling someone who we uh, come to find out is Crusher Creel and will take on the name Absorbing Man, which, for reasons we will find out in the story. The um, cover says the start of another unforgettable super epic And the title is The Stronger I Am, The Stronger I Die. Sooner. Sooner. Golly. (laughs) The Stronger I Am, The Sooner I Die. Yeah, that made no 
sense. That's what I say. Uh, we see Thor with his hammer fighting Crusher, who is using the old ball and chain that you see from like the, the 20s and 30s that they used to affix to the inmates, prison inmates' ankles. The old ball and chain. You know about the old ball and chain, don't you, babe? Yes, I do now. Oh. And so they're, they're fighting head to head there. Now, we go into the story, and the story opens with Thor fighting some other dude uh, dressed up here with a, a funky World War II German-looking Luger uh, pistol driving in some big fancy car, and it looks like Thor's trying to stop him. Rather than stopping him, though, he ultimately jerks him out of the car, and the car careens and, and crashes while the bad guy is, is shooting at Thor, and Thor finally has enough of it and decides to shoot back by throwing his hammer at him, which he does. And the guy has to drop to the ground to avoid the hammer. He decides that, well, you know, my, my little gun here isn't doing enough, so I'm going to have to use the grenade that I've got with me. And uh, the villain is identified as being... Secret Agent Man. Secret Agent Man. Well, there's a song in there somewhere, but I, I won't do it. And next, we cut to Loki, who in one of his little scrying crystals here is watching the battle between Thor and Super Agent Man. And Loki decides to do some deviltry, so he comes up with a mystic potion that he puts in this capsule thing here. And then using another special magic tool, he takes the capsule and pushes it into the crystal, which pushes it from Asgard through the the ether into Earth's reality where Thor is, and the capsule drops and um, doesn't explode. It just releases a, a big cloud of, of gas, of mist, and it bathes Thor in that mist. So um, what it is supposed to do is slow Thor's reflexes down enough to make him vulnerable to a regular human being particularly since this human being is getting ready to throw this grenade. Uh, Loki knows that because he's been watching everything here. So the dude, uh, super... Secret, secret Agent Man. Secret Agent Man does indeed throw the grenade. Uh, Thor spins his hammer like a the propeller thing, and the the blast never, never gets through the spinning hammer. He, Thor breaks a, a big U-shaped limb off of a tree and pins Secret Agent Man to the ground using that limb. Loki's all dejected and everything and, and realizes that his most recent plan didn't work. So he goes back to planning and, and looking around and looks into a prison where Crusher Creel is, drops something else into Crusher's drink. Now, we, we don't really see him working on it or anything, so we really don't know what this is, just that roughly he uses the same method. He, he passes it through from Asgard's dimension through the ether to our dimension and, and drops it in his drink. When Crusher consumes that drink, he, he suddenly feels, uh, shall we say, emboldened. Like, nobody can stop me. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm the man. And so he's here in the cafeteria. He just goes crazy and, and starts a fight, uh, basically telling everybody, you know, he's going to get out. And the guards come up to him and they tell him, you need to stand down or we're going to have to fire. Ultimately, they do, but 
the bullets they find bounce off of Crusher's now steel body. So where he was flesh and blood, now he's steel. Maybe that's a little indication of what Loki did to him there. Using his new steel body with his presumably steel ball and chain. Mm -hmm. You know about the ball and chain, don't you? Yes, I do. He, Crusher Creel, breaks out. Uh, Next we see Dr. Blake uh, fixing up a reporter. Reporter's kind of rushing him because he wants to go to um, the swamp. Black Mountain Swamp. Black Mountain Swamp, where an escaped convict is supposed to be. And if he can get there, he'll get the scoop on the story. So hurry up and fix me, Doc, so I can get out. And... uh, Dr. Blake thinks, hmm, you know, an escaped convict, maybe this is something Thor should take care of, should think about doing. And as he's considering, you know, changing into Thor and and getting out, Jane Foster comes in and she's like, you know, are you ready for dinner? And he's thinking, oh, man, dinner, I forgot. And ultimately he, he backs his way out of the dinner with his girlfriend to go change into Thor. But... But, as I recall, there was an issue that you had with this particular scene, here. It's it's just, I'm not a feminist, but it's just the patronizing way that, that these men write these comic books. Anyway, he calls her button nose, and that just, just does not sit well with me. Kind of in a dismissive way, you thought? Yes, yes. I have manly affairs to take care of, little tiny woman go away. Well, you know, we Pat have noticed that... Um, yeah, they're very patronizing the women. In, in this, and then and then there's another podcast that I was formerly a part of that Terry's familiar with, the Marvel Bronze Age podcast, and that was about comic books in the 70s, which is a little bit after this, mm-hmm. but not significantly. And it, we talked about just a variety of different books, and it was everywhere. Yes. It was in the superhero, it was in the war, it was in the romance, it was, I mean, it was, so it wasn't a particular genre that was very dismissive of its women, it was the writers, mm-hmm. because they wrote every book that way somewhere along the way, so. Okay, um, Blake is uh, is free uh, for the evening now, changes into Thor, and heads up to Black Mountain Swamp starts looking for this escaped convict. He doesn't really know what he's looking for or who he's looking for. You know, I guess you're assuming, well, if I see somebody trudging around in the swamp and they look like they don't belong, that must be the escaped con. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. And for the second time in this book, he's starting to have a menacing feel around him. He's starting to feel things that are menacing and, and bad. Yeah, that's right. I, I didn't mention that the first time. Um we noticed in this book that Thor is exhibiting a new power, kind of like Spider-Man Spidey sense. Uh, he first, uh, shall we say, tingled when Loki dropped the capsule behind him that was supposed to slow his reflexes. He, he made mention that he felt menaced, felt something was wrong. And here again he does it, uh, feels something is behind him. And when he turns around and looks, it is Crusher Creel who has absorbed uh, rock, and he has all the, the physical attributes of, of rock that he was hiding behind. So 
Now, this ability to sense danger is not anything that uh, they have used before or mm-hmm. Thor has said before. So mm-hmm. this is something brand new. Uh, this issue, and it's been used twice. Yes. Uh, we see that Crusher now changes from rock to a presumably um, a fleshy countenance, but as he and Thor fight, we find out that it's not just flesh, it's Thor's flesh, in essence, that he he turns into. He, he absorbs uh, Thor's power, not like absorb away from Thor, but just duplicates it, rather. Which would, that would be maybe a better word, the duplicate man. He duplicates the powers of what he can. Because absorb, to me, means it goes from one to another. Hmm. Good point. You know, but... Um, and, and so now, uh, uh, theoretically, there are two Thors uh, fighting each other as far as the power levels. Uh, one of them happens to have a, a Viking Warhammer. One of them happens to have a ball and chain. You know all about the ball and chain, don't you? Yes, I do. Yes. Yes. Uh, the ball and chain that Crusher has, uh, he indicates, now possesses the same power that Thor's hammer does. So they, they uh, as as the song says, get it on, and whirl and twirl. Yeah, Thor Thor feels that he can try to, uh, perhaps he can disarm Crusher by by himself spinning fast, and I don't know, sucking the weapon away from him or hitting it with his hammer. Or Thor's not really clear on his plan, so. It, so anyways, he starts twirling, and Crusher, uh, kind of in, in self-defense there, he starts twirling too. So now we have two, like, whirling dervishes, uh, uh, mini tornadoes kind of fighting each other. And there in the brush, we see that the reporter, um, Hobbs, has found them, Hobbs being the same reporter that uh, Dr. Blake had treated. So we know that Hobbs is trying to find Crusher, so they could get a scoop on the story, get him arrested, and, and have front page and all that stuff. You know about that kind of stuff too, don't you? Yes, I do. The, the paper, paper mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My my beautiful bride works in the accounting office in our uh, local hometown paper. Hometown paper, but it has a circulation of seventeen, eighteen thousand. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, Hobbs has decided that in order to help him get the story, stop Crusher, well, he's going to bring some dynamite with him. <laughs> you know, as all good reporters do, they have their... Uh, their notepad, their pen, the, and their dynamite. The AP badge. And their AP badge. AP badge. And the dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. Well, except in, of course, now Egypt, where you don't have reporters at all, um, apparently. So, he... Hobbs is going to throw the dynamite at, at Crusher. That's what he threatens him to do. Threatens he will do if Crusher doesn't stop. Thor's like, no, no, you foolish mortal, get away. Hobbs doesn't listen, throws the dynamite, and Thor grabs him and pulls him into his whirlwind. Now, the explosion from the dynamite, which is uh, three pieces here bundled together, sticks, three sticks of dynamite, uh, blows Thor's whirlwind out, definitely. And as we look around here quickly, uh, must have done something to Crusher because we don't see him at all. So he's he's doing something somewhere. Um, Thor tells the guy, you know, 
hey, thanks, that was really stupid. And the guy says, you know, yeah, you're right, I'm sorry. Thor tells him to go find the authorities while I continue looking for Crusher. So they go their separate ways. Thor heads out, comes to a road, starts following the road, runs into a man who indicates this big, burly, ugly dude threw me out of my car and commandeered my car, went on down the road that way. Uh, we see Crusher's in the car, tearing up a gas station just because he's a big weenus and he can. Well, no, because the the attendant noticed that he had a ball and chain. He recognized him. And that he must be the escaped okay. criminal. Crusher's still a weenus. Well, that's true. And... Uh, as he, as he, after he's trashed the gas station, as he continues on down the road, Crusher daydreams about, you know, what it's going to be like to be the man, to be in charge, and all this stuff. Sees that Thor has caught up with him, and once again, he and Thor start fighting. They trash the car. They're fighting each other. Thor tries to knock him down with some, uh, some lightning bolts there, but again, because of the proximity, Crusher has absorbed. Uh, the, the abilities of Thor so the, the lightning has no effect on him. And in the midst of the battle, uh, they are surrounded by smoke, which probably turns out to be clouds. And we find out that from Thor that that is the sign that the Rainbow Bridge has descended or that he has crossed over into the dimension, I guess, that has the Rainbow Bridge. Stopping his fight with Crusher because Balder has brought a horse to Thor so that they can ride back to Asgard because Loki has kidnapped Jane Foster. Now, those of you who have been following, we know that Odin is not happy with this whole Thor-Jane Foster thing. But some of Thor's best friends kind of help Thor on the down low when something happens to Jane to try to fix things, sort of, before Odin can get involved. Mm -hmm. So that way, you know, it's like brothers and sisters helping each other out when something gets really bad so that mom and dad don't find out, because if they do, then it'll get even more bad. So that's what's going on. And they do it out of friendship for Thor. I'm not so sure they agree either with what he wants to do, but they... It's what he wants What he wants. Right. So... Crusher uh, decides that he, you know, he needs to, to find a place to light for a while, figure out what he's going to do, where he's going to go, you know, what's going on. Just time to think, basically. He hasn't had a chance to think. He broke out of prison, and he's just been on the run. So he's looking around through the forest here, and he sees in, in a clearing near the side of the forest a house. So he decides to head to the house. He'll get into the house and just uh, lay low for a little while. Thor, meanwhile, in Asgard... Uh, is riding off to Loki's um, castle stronghold to try to rescue the fair maiden Jane de Buttonnose. And, and thus ends episode issue 114 of Journey into Mystery. Dun, dun, dun. So any thoughts? So far so good. We're, we're, we're going to move right back into the story with 115 to to see Thor and Loki butt heads and and then see what happens to Crusher. And okay. let's just go right into it. Okay. 115 starts with the vengeance of the Thunder God, and it shows Thor fighting this. Ma- I like that living engine of destruction. There you go. 
So Thor gets there, and Loki's like, ha, you fool, you are on my home turf. We'll see now who's going to win this battle. My enchanted sword against your enchanted hammer, and the power of my cunning brain gives me the advantage. And poor Jane, in this one instance, I, I understand where she's coming from exactly. She's over here on the side, cowering, going, how in the world do I keep getting put in the between Thor and Loki? Because yeah. this has happened more than once that Loki has kidnapped her and, and threatened her in order to drive Thor out of the woodwork. And she's just like, what in the world is going on? And how come Thor always has to come rescue me? So Thor is mad, and he says, your cunning shall not save you. And he's whirling his hammer, and, and Loki is brandishing his sword. And here they go, smacking head to head, and, and Thor's... For that betrayal, my heart can hold no forgiveness. He's mad. Yep. He's very mad. And Loki's like, fool, I haven't harmed her. I've just used her for bait. And Thor's like, but you'll never do it again. And so they fight for a while. What kind of bait? Button bait? Button nose bait? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, while they're fighting up there at Loki's place. You guys missed the look she gave me. I think she's getting tired of it's only been three weeks. I can't be tired yet. While they're fighting at Loki's place, Hobbs has managed to find the um, authorities and told them the whole story of what he watched with Absorbing Man and Thor, although he realizes it's more science fiction sounding than reality sounding. But he tells the cops, and he's like, and I know where he's at. We need to go find him, but I don't know how in the world we're going to capture him because even Thor couldn't do anything with him. And meanwhile, while he's telling the authorities this, Crusher has got up to the house and he's going to look in the windows and stuff to see what's going on in there, see if there's anybody in there. And Crusher barrels in and says, well, put an extra plate out because you got a guest. And the man apparently knows who he is. He must have been hearing some news alerts on his way home. Right. Because he knows who it is. Then we switch back to Asgard. Enchanted Ice, and he's got him down on the ground with his hammer, and Loki's got his knife, his sword, sorry. And they're fighting. Victory, you shall never have victory. You no stomach for slaying a foe. Loki's saying that Thor's not got the stomach to kill him. He ain't got the stones. He ain't got the stones to kill me, dude, because you've never done it before. And Thor's like, oh, you just wait and see. And then all of a sudden, sorry, I'm having technical difficulties. I no longer have a book. All of a sudden, the uh, ground kind of uh, uh, tears up between them and curls up in front of both of them forming like a shield in front of both of them, separating them and preventing them from getting at each other. And then the Loki and Thor start looking around because uh, Loki knows he didn't do it, and Thor says, well, you know, I can't do that. It must have been Loki. And they look around and they see there uh, in the shadows is Odin. Daddy. So Dad has found out that they're fighting, which he has forbidden them to do, and he has come to settle things. And in an attempt to uh, to, to uh, divert anger from himself, Loki says, look, um, uh, Dad, look what Thor did. He brought Jane up here. Yeah, he's, he's good at that for, for trying to blame everything he does on somebody else. Um, yeah. And Thor is over there trying to pick up Jane because she has passed out from all that she has seen. The ordeal has been so much to perhaps... 
you're telling the truth, Loki, which I don't understand why in the world he believes that, because Loki does nothing but lie, Look, and yeah. he has caught him in thousands of lies, but yet he still believes him. And I think it's because he's so angry about the Jane Foster thing Probably. to begin with. He just wants to believe what he wants to believe. Yeah. But he tells Thor... Let me get Jane back to Earth. Make sure she's okay. Take care of this menace that's down there that is that I'm having a hard time defeating. And 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 just let me take care of things. Let me wrap some things up. And Odin's like, okay. And Loki's like, no, don't let him go. He's he's not going to come back. And Odin's like, yes, he will. So be it. Come back in 48 hours. So Thor takes Jane back to her apartment and lays her on the couch and does his little mystical gift of forgetfulness thing so that she won't remember anything and then leaves her to go find the absorbing man and told them that he's their new house guest and he the man's trying to be all manly macho and say get out get out get out and he's like i'm gonna beat the crap out of you and the woman's like oh no that's my man throws stuff at him and he turns into glass because she says a glass at him and then he says don't you understand i can turn into anything and he turns it he touches the curtain and turns into raw silk that's when they should have attacked him, but anyway. Well, but they probably didn't have time, because right after he grabs this and turns uh, into, into bronze, bronze statue, okay. everybody has a bronze statue on their... Uh, Mantle. Yeah, so... Okay. So he tells them, go fix, cook me some, cook me some dinner, and I'm going to relax here, and the man says, honey, do as he says, because we don't know, we can't defeat him, we can't do anything with him. So meanwhile, the police are all outside, surrounding the house, and here comes Thor... And he, he, he sees Hobbs, the reporter, and he stops him and he says, what's going on? So he talks Hobbs into going into the house and distracting Crusher and kind of goading him to come out. You know, you, this house is surrounded. You don't have a chance and you're just a fake and a phony. And he runs back out of the house and Crusher comes after him. And that's when the police and, and Thor are outside waiting for him. And Thor declares the power of the Avengers. Yeah. Where um, apparently the Avengers have first first priority over a situation. When they set themselves up, they were a world a world level group. So they're um, uh, they they supersede anyone else as far as these type of matters. So like Interpol can come in Being and say, in you charge. all have to stop. This is, this yeah, we, we're taking over. They have the ultimate legal authority or yeah. something to take care of something. Yeah. So he, he calls that, so the police have to back off. And, and Crusher's like, well, you fool, because don't you realize that I am as strong as you because I have your can I do? What? How can I defeat him because he has all the strength that I have? And Crusher's just thinking, yeah, man, I'm strong. I'm going to beat the crap out of you. He says, the stronger you are, the harder you fight, the stronger I become. Because I'm an absorbing man. And Thor's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Let me put an irresistible force of heat and trap him in this vise. So he has this heat coming out of his hammer that hits Crusher. And it turns him into this big glowing mass of fire. And he's like, you just come close enough, Thor, and I'll throw it right back at you and I'll destroy you. And the police decide at this point that they have to get involved because there's there's no way that Thor can do anything about that. And they throw a rifle grenade. And when the rifle grenade hits him, it kind of stuns him a little bit. Yeah. And it, he falls down and he kind of loses any powers that like he has. He's blows just, out he's his just, powers. He's just Crusher. 
and he's laying there on the ground, and, and Thor's like, you no longer possess the powers that you had. He's like, so what? I can I can get it all back again. And he puts his, he lays on the earth and puts his hands on it, and he starts talking about how he can he can absorb the wood and the steel and every element from the earth, and he starts to turn into this big multi-elemental mass. And Thor's like, oh, you're taking this way too far. You better watch it. You know, you, you, you're not doing, you don't know what you've latched yourself onto, and it's going to hurt you. And Crusher's like, no, I'm becoming stronger every minute, and I can finish you now. And Thor's like, well, despite your strength, you're still immortal, and I am Thor. And he, while the Crusher's coming up with all these elements and everything, Thor starts using his hammer and whirling it really, really fast. And as he's whirling it, he is transmuting the elements that Crusher has absorbed from the earth into himself. And he has transmuted him into a vapor. And the police are like, what in the world did you just do? Because he's, there's nothing there anymore. And well, Thor's like, well, let me try to explain it to you. First of all, he turned the ground into glass here, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, the ground is, is this big thing of glass, so much and there's energy. just vapor coming out of it. And he's like, let me try to explain to you. I had, because of every element he had come in contact with, I had to turn him into one special element, and he had turned him into helium. And Crusher floated off he of the earth and just floated away into space. And Thor says he will be pris- he was he he will be imprisoned in space, and he will be heard of no more. Although we know that's not true. Yeah, he comes back. He comes back again. I'm not sure. And I only know that because maybe he comes back in a Thor book, and we'll get to see what happens. I'm not sure. Maybe so. So Hobbs is like, man, I'm gonna have to sell this story to a science fiction magazine rather than try to sell it as a news story. And Thor's like, yeah. He needs to sell it to a comic book. Yeah, that's what he needs to do. Yeah. So there, the police are all talking, and Thor's thanking Hobbs, and Hobbs is thanking Thor, but but Thor's really concerned about Jane. He wants to go make sure that she's okay because he left her laying on her couch, just still out of it from being up on in Asgard and having to deal with all of that. And his time is almost up. His 48 hours is almost up, so he wants to check on Jane. And she's fine. And Odin says, Thor, it's time to come back. Your, your time is up. And he says, yes, I know. Whatever my fate, I shall face it like a god. And he goes off on the Rainbow Bridge. To see what the trial of gods brings to me. And something interesting about this particular storyline, this is the first three-part storyline mm-hmm. that we have run into in the Thor book. Because 116 is going to be the trial of gods. Uh, the f- 114 was Stanley and Jack Kirby with uh, Chick Stone inking and Sam Rosen lettering. And then 115 was Lee and Kirby with Frankie Ray inking and Artie Simic lettering. So, okay. All right, now. We are at the current volume of Thor, issue 619. The creative team writer is Matt Fraction. The, um, artist is Pascal Ferry. The color artist is, it just says Hollingsworth, and I want to say that his first name is Matt. And then the letterer is a gentleman by the name of Workman. 
story opens, well, the cover um, has Thor and Odin fighting on it. Odin with his um, big Odin spear and Thor with his hammer. That'd be a pretty cool picture without all the cover stuff. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool poster. Uh, the story opens with Odin sitting, regaling all the refugees with a story. Um, quick catch up. Something is attacking the worlds of Asgard, and those survivors that managed to find their way through are coming to the main fortress of Asgard where all the, the gods are looking for Haven because their parts of Asgard have been destroyed one by one by one as these world eaters progress towards Asgard, towards Earth. We're not really sure where they're going, but they're they're coming. Mm-hmm. And basically through lots of pretty pretty pictures um, we find out that Thor or that Odin doesn't necessarily know the specifics of this story yet who the race is or you know what they're going to do or anything like that but he does know that what is occurring has been foretold and so all the refugees are kind of like well you know you knew something like this was going to come and you you didn't a bunch of stuff you didn't warn us uh, you didn't do anything to stop it. You did, you know. And uh, uh, the the child Loki uh, says something kind of quippish and brings attention to himself. I guess Odin, having not necessarily realized that Loki had been brought back, uh, Odin goes kind of ape poop all over him and starts chasing him. Loki runs and jumps into a car that he and Thor commandeered earlier in the story. Takes off down the road. Thor, seeing his little younger brother that he has some kind of homoerotic uh, fascination with or whatever he's got, uh, nothing logically explains what is going on with him and Loki. Nothing logical. No. So, uh, Thor is mad that Odin uh, scared Loki and made Loki run away and he starts bitching at Odin and Odin basically tells him look you know you just need to shut up man you had everything you you could ever want you were in charge dad the previous king was gone the man who has created every bad thing that has ever happened to you was gone you were king of all you surveyed but that wasn't good enough for you was it What'd you do? You went and brought back the bad guy. You went and dug me out. I even told you I didn't want to come back, and you still made me come back. I want to hear it. You had it all, and you messed it up. So they come and and get Thor, because apparently Balder feels that he's not a good king, and, and all good, not good kings should kill themselves. So he's going to kill himself. Thor tries to stop him, and basically he, you know, threaten, threatens to run Thor through if he tries to stop him, but then decides that rather than killing himself, it would be better to experience the warrior's death, which basically means to die in battle, which is what all uh, 
mama Vikings teach their boys to want. They want to die in battle. So mm-hmm. Balder says, you're right, that's better. I'm going to go face the world killers before they get here. You know, maybe take some of them out, maybe slow them down a little bit. Tyr, the North, Norse god of war, I believe it's pronounced Tyr, uh, tells Balder that he wants to go with him. So Balder and Tyr decide they're going to go and be kind of a front guard uh, against Asgard and go check out these world eaters on their own. We cut to th- uh, Loki uh, driving the, it's probably not, but driving the Cadillac convertible. Runs into the doctor. Eric Stavang. That is uh, the owner of the car and also is a plot thread that has run through this particular story. Uh, Dr. Jane Foster and uh, Mr. Tony Stark in one of his Iron Man armors. And basically, um, he stops whoever this is. He didn't necessarily realize it's Loki. And he's like, this is the doctor's car. You know, you need to give it back. And Thor comes in and says, hey, no, he doesn't. He's with me. So now Thor and Iron Man, who, because of things even before this volume of Thor that Tony Stark did uh, during the Civil War in particular, are very, very cool towards each other. Uh, Tony keeps telling Thor, hey, you know, whatever you feel about me, you need to listen to this man. You know, and he starts trying to tell him why he should listen. And basically Thor says, we know. You know, maybe not the specifics and all that, you know, that this dude says, but we know. We know how it works. We know what's going on. We know what is, you know, what what this is leading up to. Uh, And actually, it's so bad that Thor looks at Jane and tells her to go. Go hide somewhere. Get away from here. It's going to be that bad. So now we cut to Svaltert. Svartof, Svartofheim, Svartofheim, one of the worlds of Asgard, where Thor, uh, excuse me, Balder and Tyr have settled. Uh, this being the most recent slash most likely place for these world eaters to show up, and sure enough, as they're standing there waiting, it starts raining blood, which is kind of a a thing that happens is these uh, aliens cross over from their dimension or from wherever they're from into Asgard's dimension and always appears to rain blood. And sure enough, there they pop out. There's their attack force. Uh, it's got got Big Daddy, uh, Uthana Thoth. Boy, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Uh, his uh, number one son and several retainers as well as, well, mama's there, as well as a bunch of foot soldiers. So they're all part of this. So this isn't just like a, an expeditionary or anything like that force. This is them. This is the main force coming through, and these people are leading the way. The king, his wife, his son, and you know their two or three or four best fighters. So Balder and Tyr start start having at it, man. They start going at these guys. They're doing pretty good. Um, Balder ultimately kills 
Uthana's son, kind of the second in command. The prince. Uh, and in a nicely cowardice kind of thing, uh, some kind of dude in robes, like maybe some sort of priest or, 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 uh, I can't think of the word, that dude that counsels the king that's always real slimy in the movies and whatnot, uh, has some kind of gun, ray gun, ray gun, and, and shoots Balder, uh, According to the damage here that the that they show, probably killing Balder. Yeah, it looks like it kind of melts his flesh. Yeah, and they subdue Tear just by sheer numbers, so that the two Asgardians fall. But they take out the number two, as well as many others, of this assault force led by Uthana. And because of that, now uh, Thoth pledges, you know swift vengeance for the killing of my, which is funny because it's like you're at war, man. You had to expect that somebody was going to die. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. So the very last panel of the book shows Thor and Loki returning, uh, Loki riding on Thor, like he's some kind of ride. And this weird, uh, gate dimensional barrier gate thing kind of starting to fry and open up over the fortress of Asgard. Uh, denoting that Uthana's come. Thoth and his people are coming through. So, next issue, 620, maybe like the final showdown between the Asgardians led by Thor and Odin and these guys, or at the very least, the beginning of the last battle. Yes. There, so. So, um... <clears throat> Terry and I aren't the biggest fans of this, where this current volume is going. Um, Artistically and conceptually. Not fans of either. Yeah. uh, The art is too namby-pamby, washed out, no detail. I mean, and it's not like there's no, there is some detail. Let me take that back. There is some detail, but it's this big watercolor washed out, no definition, with a very detailed person drawn onto it with the face of a baboon. I mean, I just, it's just... I'm not sure if it's painted. It might be painted. It's it's like you were talking about the cover of this one with, with Odin and Thor. Odin looks like a big gorilla, the way they have him drawn. Well... These people are not godlike looking in the drawing in so many mm-hmm. ways. I just, I'm just not a big fan of the yeah, art. The, I like more precise I don't art. I mean, I understand drawing in a, an abstract kind of way for the alien, for the people of the other realms of Asgard where they are not human looking anyway. And they really don't want to full form it and give you a 100% accurate, right. blown-out picture of what they envision. They're trying to just give you a concept of there's some winged creatures, there's some lizardy-looking creatures. And I understand that, but at least give me the people of Asgard looking like people of Asgard. A lot of the artwork, guys, if you haven't seen the issue, is very distinct, close-up. But the farther back in the panel that you get, the more the the less defined things get. So after you get past like 
the two people talking or the two people fighting or whatever's going on right in the front of the panel. There's just lots of open space behind them with very little detail. And, and it's, it's like that everywhere. Mm-hmm. Scene after scene, people, places, it, it doesn't matter. So, yeah. And the story, um, I, I kind of like maybe where he's going and what he's doing, but I don't like the path he has chosen to do it. You know, I like his idea for journeying from A to B. I just don't like the path he chose to get from A to B. And just I just don't like Loki coming back. I definitely don't like the fact that Thor brought back Loki. Now, he could bring back Dad because he knew there was going to be a kick-butt fight. We need all the fighters we can get. Odin is one of the greatest fighters ever. Okay, that's fine. Why bring back Loki? I mean... There's no reason to bring back Loki. None. None. You know, for, for as long as Thor has been... And, and, you know, we've been reading this from then. Loki has been a pain in the butt. And he's a half-brother by adoption. Mm-hmm. There is no blood between them. None. Odin just felt sorry for dude and took him in. That's all. Why does Thor... I mean, why did he mope and pine because there was no Loki? That either it's bad storytelling or they're playing with a Thor that is just mentally not right. Those are the only possibilities. They really are. It's and, not and the Thor I know. I suggest that what it is is it's just bad storytelling. You know, and why? Why one of the first things he did did the writer want to bring Loki back? Apparently he wants to use them. So, you know, now we find out that in April, uh, this is going to split into two books. There's going to be a new Thor, number one. Bad idea. I'm never a fan for that. Of that. And the current Thor, which will be six, I don't know, 20-some, is going to continue on with that numbering, but it's going to take on the title, Journey into Mystery. And it's going to be spearheaded by little nine-year-old Loki. Mm-hmm. The first story, anyways. I'm sorry. I don't care to see a four- or five-issue story about Loki. Me neither. Especially as a little boy running right. No. You know? No. Maybe things didn't quite go, and having a number one... Fraction will be able to jump on and, and get a good story going with Thor. Kind of like a reset. You know, it, uh, story sounded good in my head, but when it got down on paper, it kind of was. So, you know, I'm going to use this. This will be good. I'll be able to restart. And everything. Because Matt Fraction is good. He, he, he's got the goods. He's a good writer. Um, I, I just don't know what's happened with his Thor here. It, it's just, it's not working. All right, guys, I think that'll finish it up for uh, all the topics that we wanted to talk about this uh, episode. Uh, if you want to give us any feedback, please do at the Mighty Thor Podcast at gmail.com. Especially if you thoroughly disagree with us and love this new story. Yeah, please. 
please somebody out there give us some feedback about why Pascal Ferry's artwork, in your opinion, is good. If you like it. And why Matt Fraction's writing is good. You know, here. Uh, somebody that really likes either the story or the, the people involved, you know, hit us with that feedback and, and tell us what you think uh, that that gives you that opinion. Because, you know, Terry and I, we're pretty, we're pretty open-minded about it. But this, the longer this goes, just the less we're liking it. It's just the. Um, the website is comicbooknoise.com slash Thor. Uh, we do have some forums linked on there if you want to if you want to uh, check that out. Uh, we've uh, started a couple pages there on the website that we're going to use to keep track of a couple things. One is uh, we're going to keep track of all the villains that Thor has fought, just a list, not uh, you know what issue it was or anything like that. Because um, actually, I just don't want to put that kind of work into it. I don't have the time. And the other thing is the same kind of thing, only with the Asgardians that have been identified again, just a list, and identified as a name that we know has been attached to a figure. Now, there are several issues where, you know, we read that so-and-so made an appearance, but when you go look in that issue, you just see four or five figures. That's all you see. There's nothing saying who they are or anything like that at the time. So, separate pages uh, linked on the, on the, the website there. Uh, Last but not least, we have a Facebook fan page. Uh, it's where we spend most of our time, not on the fan page, but on Facebook. So if you guys want to leave some sort of feedback there, uh, if you want to leave some iTunes feedback, the more feedback that a, a podcast gets on iTunes, the easier it is for people to find on there. So if you guys want to do that to help us get the message out to people and also help your help your buddies find it, uh, we got the year-end numbers and the uh, month of January numbers, and I think that we're both pretty happy with mm -hmm. what appears to be our listenership. Um, we, I, I personally am getting more happy with the amount of feedback that we're getting, but I would like to have more so that we have feedback each episode. That would be killer. So... Next episode, we're going to talk about Journey into Mysteries 116, 117, and 118. And like I said, we have uh, in the pipe a special episode covering First Thunder, a special episode covering The Mighty Avenger, and a special episode covering For Asgard. So each of those will get its own episode talking about those, and we'll continue with our our bi-weekly regular shows and then we'll just insert the special episodes on the down loop like Ben suggested mm -hmm. we do. Uh, we also want to thank, thank, excuse me, take a second and thank uh, Mr. Derek Cower. Uh, wish him well in his current projects and uh, uh, we appreciate all the work that he does for the Deliberate Noise and the Comic Book Noise Networks. If you guys, you know, only are doing Thor, just take a look at the Comic Book Noise Network and look at all the different things that, that Derek does. He, he's, uh, you know, he's the owner-operator of the network, but he also 
actively records and puts out podcasts of his own as well as uh, doing these, you know, putting hours out too after we've uh, we've recorded them and everything edited them. So does a lot of work and he gets uh, gets. Um, let's see, the last time I talked to him, he got uh, no money for it. So he he puts in quite a bit of work. We appreciate it. Thanks, Derek. Thank you very much, um, Terry. Anything else that you wanna you wanna throw in there about uh, any of the books we talked about or coming up or anything like that? I'm I'm looking forward to um, one sixteen to see this trial of the gods. I've never seen one of those before, so I'm looking forward to that next episode. Wonder if it'll be like Judge Judy. I'm sure it won't. Or Judge Wapner. Or the Wap. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, I remember the Wap. He was the first one, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Uh, and that'll be maybe the end of a three-part story. Maybe the story will keep going. So we'll, we'll have to see about that. All right, guys. Uh, keep on listening. Thanks for hanging in there with us. Uh, let us know what you think. And we'll come at you again with another episode here probably in about a week or so. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye. Bye.